I want to welcome everyone, everyone over here to Nerdtastic. Yo, what is up, everybody? Where we, a filmmaker, an actor, and a writer, take our properties and we beat them to death like Mad Mardigan and the stupid hairy gorilla trolls. <laughs> All oh, right. Man. <laughs> um so Nerdtastic, um, you know, obviously we are uh myself, Earl and Justin, uh, we just welcome all you other fellow nerds and non-nerds. Uh it I, this is normal for us. We we we're, we're talking uh about our favorite nerd properties, and you're just joining in in our usual Zoom calls, right? So right, right, right. Um, again, my name my name is Patricia Janosa. I'm actually a filmmaker based in Los Angeles, originally from Daly City, California. Uh, I have a, fir- a feature film currently called Lumpia with a Vengeance that's playing at the L- Hawaii National Film Festival on its final day today. That's my backdrop. And I've done countless music videos and short films, other projects. Look me up. But that's me, the filmmaker. Hey, what's up? My name is Earl Valon. Uh, I am an actor improviser based in Los Angeles, California. And uh, I... Um, like like Patricio, we we worked on the same project. <laughs> he has, he has a film um, called Lumbia with a Vengeance currently at the Hawaii International Film Fest. I was one of the uh, um, uh, associate producers on that, as well as one of the cast members. And um, also, I run Room to Improv and some other things. So, all right, Justin, yes. what's up? Hi, uh, I'm Justin Kizan. I'm the writer, and I've. Uh, Written a lot of stuff for uh, the blog. I was I, I started with with Earl hilariously enough called Agents of Guard. Um, I also do a lot of uh, interviews, uh, interviewing celebrities and filmmakers for the website Screen Rant, and I am a podcaster. Uh, my shows including uh, Nothing New, a remake podcast, as well as a Go Go Godzilla, which is a Godzilla history podcast. So. I talk a lot about movies. <laughs> How dare you? Oh man! It makes you a perfect fit for our nerdtastic podcast, right, Justin? Yeah, no, it, especially because like we, we like to talk uh, and break down, you know, break down the ips, as I like to imps. call them. Imps, hmm. With, like imps. Are you talking about imps? No, I am no, 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 not imps. I know we're talking <laughs> about Willow, but like. <laughs> And I know that sounds like a magical creature thing because we're talking about a fantasy movie. But when I mean like ips, I'm talking about uh, intellectual properties. So that obviously oh, means- IP, oh, not I- so, IP, IP, intellectual. Yeah, I could say IP, but I okay. think it's more fun if we just like, right. like ips, you know? Ips. So this is our new thing, ip. Okay. Ips. Okay, so ips. Uh, like, Earl, what's your I favorite did. ips? What's your all time favorite ips? Oh, that's a hard question. That's like, who's your favorite How- child? Top two, um, top, just any any of your kids. Yeah, we need we need to showcase what our nerd card is. Like, what are our nerd oh, credentials yeah. here? What what ips are we fans of? So I mean, like, uh, because there, a trailer just dropped today, I'm going to say that um, uh, Doctor Who. Yeah, um, that's a big one for me. Jeez, um, Lord of the Rings, uh, Dragonlance, <laughs> Game of Thrones, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I feel you're the um, man who's going to help us guide journey today. No, dude. <laughs> Lots of stuff. Uh, I, I'm blanking on on things right now, but um, you know, 
I'm involved in certain, you're, certain you're, franchises. You're, you're, you're full. You're full of love with a lot of ips. You're full of yes. Ips. I'm. 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 Yeah. I'm ipped out. <laughs> ipped out. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm ipful. Uh, and uh, see, for ips for me, I mean the the big one for me is always going to be Transformers. I just grew up. They got me. The '80s. The '80s toy commercial work. They. I was their their target, and they basically sucked me in with their toys, and then sucked me into cartoons and comic books and now movies bad and good movies and i think we've we've got we've uh, got a first casualty here in our pilot episode of nerdtastic one man down we gotta we got our we got our writer down i'm split (laughs) so um so as we await the return of our, our of our ip master here uh earl um why don't you tell the folks out there what is the it that we will be talking about for our pilot episode here of Nerdtastic? So for here, our pilot episode of Nerdtastic, we are going to be talking about the one, the only Willow, a uh, an '80s fantasy movie um, produced by uh, George Lucas himself and uh, directed by Mr. Ron Howard, uh, starling starring um, Warwick Davis from Star Wars uh, fame. Um, he played uh, Wicket, and uh, yeah, tells the story of Willow Ufgood, an, an Elwin, um, otherwise derogatorily known as a peck to all the Daikinis, the the um, the the regular sized humans, uh, whatever regular means, and uh, he gets put on a quest to save the world, basically. And how he does that, we are going to find out. So, yeah, that is um, the basic story. Willow. Um... Is there um let's let's check and we I feel we can't continue. We lost uh one of our hosts here. Uh um how dare you. <laughs> um yeah, so fix Willow, the internet now, Justin. <laughs> this is this is the thing with podcasts, right? The internet has to be our best friend because they can easily right. uh, they, they they can cancel us or shut us down anytime they want to, you know. So we always right. have to pray to the internet gods to make sure please have have pity on our episode. So this is just our pilot episode. Please, please let everything go okay. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, Willow, I admit, you know, I know this is our pilot episode, but I just saw Willow. I just finished watching it last night. So I'm a brand new, uh, I, I don't know. Is there a term for uh, fans of Willow, Earl, are, are that you're aware of? I don't know if there's a, like, a, a Willow fanhood. I mean, uh. There's not a name, I think. I mean, there's like what? There's only uh, there's just this movie, Willow, Willow Whites, uh, I guess. Of Goodians, can, can I like of Goodians. Can we call them Pecks? Yeah. I, I don't know. That's like that's like Trekkies. <laughs> or, Trekkies. Of uh, 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 Goods, uh, Brownies. How about that? How about Brownies? Brownies. Oh, like we're we're brown folks. Yes. Yeah. yeah I like right. it. Brownies. <laughs> it's like brown coats, but not. So. <laughs> all right. So. Um, I'm coming in brand new to this. What, what's your relationship uh, with Willow, or what's the first time you've seen Willow? Um, I want to say, uh, you know, Willow came out of time uh, for me when uh, I was really getting into fantasy, um, just fantasy in general. So um, that was like right around um, when I discovered things like Dragon Slayer and Conan the Barbarian and um, uh, Krull. <laughs> And all that stuff. So uh, it definitely came at a time where I was really getting into all of this. Red Sonia. So, so you're a big fan of like the uh, the sorcery and sandal. The swords and sorcery, yeah. Swords, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All sandal, that stuff. Call it? Swords and sandals, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got kicked off. 
I, got, I, I think the queen like kind of heard that we're talking about Willow and Bev Morda just, felt it. Yes, she we, whisked me away. Sorry we about that. To, <laughs> we pray to the internet gods to bless our uh, our pilot episode so that you know it doesn't they don't shut down our, our pilot episode. So they brought you back. So we are we are we are good to go now, Justin. Yeah. Um, Earl, so so yeah, you're saying you saw this in the middle of the. You, you did watch it when it first came out, then. I watched it when it first came out. I don't think I watched it in the theaters. No, Um, because I wasn't really watching. um, (laughs) I was that weird kid that. uh, All right, this this is how it goes. Like I, I, I hated live action stuff, and I would only watch cartoons growing up. Um, Willow was probably one of the first uh live live action things i i was into that and like conan the barbarian so <laughs> it was it, it definitely fills a very like specific uh n- niche in my his in my uh personal history wow uh but uh i mean and, and, and at that time you know there were a lot of like these sorcery uh like well like at that time what this is this came out after Conan the barbarian Conan the destroyer yeah, right. came after red sonia Came out mm-hmm. after Time Bandits, uh, Never Ending Story, right? I think it would be kind right. Of, uh, I'm just naming my childhood right now. So. Yeah, no. Well, also with Tom Cruise, the one called uh, Legend. Legend, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and with I Tim believe, Curry, yeah, and, I believe this, mm. <laughs> and I believe this movie came out the same time as Princess Bride, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty close. So uh, I guess I guess at that time there was a lot of these sword and sandals movies. Uh, Justin, what's your what's the first time you saw Willow? Um, you know what? Willow was, I think, one of those like regular cable movies for me where it showed up on HBO or, um, you know, TNT or TBS, what have you. And, um, I liked it a lot. I mean, remember when I was a kid growing up, I definitely liked it, but I, I, I'll, I'll admit, like, it wasn't like one that I saw as much as, say, Prince's Bride or right. No Ending Story. Um, but I always liked it when it showed up, you know? And like, even as a kid, I thought it was kind of cool to know that Willow himself uh, was played by the same actor who played Wicket from right. Return of the Jedi. Um, so I think my brother, was, yeah, I think my brother was the one who, who told me about that. And you know, I like Val Kilmer, you know, I thought Val Kilmer was kind of cool. So um, yeah, not one of those like, like I saw it as much as other fantasy movies growing up, but like when it was on, I was like, "Oh, cool, Willow," you know. So, so I'm curious, how many times have you seen Willow? Or oh, was the last time you saw Willow? That's a good question. What was the last time you saw Willow? Ooh, a long time ago. Like it's been a bit. I. Mm-hmm. It's funny when Disney Plus launched. I, I did know that like, ooh, Willow's on there. I will definitely find the time at some point when I'm in the mood, I want to put that on again. Cause I haven't seen it in such a long time. And like making this our first episode, I was like, good. I finally have a reason to pull that trigger, you know, <laughs> but still haven't pulled the trigger yet. You still haven't pulled the trigger yet. Not yet. I saw <laughs> it yesterday. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> I, I know. What's the last time you saw the Willow? Uh, before I, well, I did a refresher watch yesterday, uh, but uh, before that, I th- I watched it when, uh, so maybe at the end of last year when Disney Plus came out. So <laughs> you went right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went right away. Uh, there were a few things that I hit right away. <laughs> I hit um, Willow. I hit the Rocketeer again. Um, oh, yeah. A few things. Yeah. 
so it sounds like um it sounds like so i'm i'm the brand new willow here i'm i'm seeing it through my older lenses now and uh but i i <clears throat> i think then like earl you're more of a fan than justin i guess i guess or justin how how would you say where'd you rate willow in terms of fantasy films in the 80s um it's i rate fairly fondly um but I will definitely admit, not like even like one of my major go-tos as much as the other ones, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I, I call Willow like the really, really fun one, you know? And though I think I have like a bigger fondness for like, say, Princess Bride. Personally, I think that's probably high up there, like one of my favorite ones. Um, but it's, it's, it, it has a collective soft spot. I, it definitely Willow is is absolutely like fantasy straightforward fantasy star wars five does that make any sense you know it's definitely huge lucas star wars like inspiration is in this because george came up with it and produced it but like um i definitely feel like it's it's like it you know definitely feels like it's got the it's the attempt to make this star wars energy and infuse it with a straightforward fantasy as opposed to like sci-fi fantasy which is what the star wars trilogy was Right. Um, and, and and that's that's interesting because you know I I've never had a to watch Willow. I think when Willow did come out at that time, um, I think I was probably you know I. And it's funny because it, it is a Lucas film, so at that time you're just you're hungry for anything that George Lucas was. I mean, I, I'm the one that saw Radioland Murders, you know, like I think that was a, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I've always wondered why Willow was never one of those movies that I was kind of uh, like. Like really anticipating to watch, and now watching it now, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm still wrapping my head around it. I think if I had watched at the same time as you guys did, I probably would be a bigger fan. Um, but of course, <laughs> I, I I just don't think maybe it aged well is my thing. And um, uh, so I I think that's what we're gonna do with Willow is that you know part of what what we're doing a nerdcastic here is that we're we're trying to kind of dig deep dig deeper really into what makes this really nerdtastic um you know in different ips right so willow's our first <laughs> one and and I, I i guess and i and if anyone's out there you can chime in as well um i, I think the first thing i want to talk about really is just the okay so the first thing i i, I it took me a while to, it took me a while to kind of warm up to the film itself i mean obviously the the will willow is uh, it's almost like it follows the story of lord of the rings almost and you have this frodo character who's giving right. a mission, right um and then it, it then it it slowly it, it once Valcom or once Valcom's character comes in, it starts becoming this different movie, almost like going in through this journey. And in the end, it's it ends up like a Star Wars film. Like it, it ends up with a, a a lightsaber fight between two <laughs> two, two elderly <laughs> women, which I thought was a really un, like for me the fun. It became fun, I guess, as I started uh, as I you know. Um, as I watched it, uh, and I can I can see where it's almost like they took a lot of these like let's go, let's put some cool stuff in it. Oh, that's and there's, there's a lot of um I don't know it's it's a uh, and there's definitely scary moments. Just there, I mean we can dig deeper into the the romance between Val Kilmer and uh and uh, what's what's her face Sorsha <laughs> Sorsha yeah Sorsha and as well as some of the scary moments like the the, the trolls. That's the first time I've seen Harry trolls uh, i guess i look like gorillas and uh 
Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still processing. So I, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out as a, a, as a, what parts in the movies stand out for you guys? Like, like, like that if you, when you rewatch it, what scene do you watch over and over again? If you had to pick a certain scene, if you didn't, if you didn't choose not to watch the entire film. Um, well, for me, it is a lot of it is the special effects. Um, growing up, uh, uh, well, not just the costumes, but the costume design was great. I mean, think about like, um, a lot of the stuff that did come around, out around then, um, like Crawl and like Red Sonia. Um, I feel like this one took the costume design a little more seriously. Um, but also, um, the uh yeah the special effects like i ilm um you know industrial light and magic had just developed this thing called um what their morph technology and they use it a lot in this movie so um we had a lot of that stuff going on whenever like uh willow is working on transforming transforming finn Rizel back into her human form there's that there's the the trolls transforming into the ebor sisk and uh you know all um all that was like that was new tech at the time so uh, i remember watching it as a kid and being kind of fascinated by that stuff um so, so, it, sounds like, the, so it sounds like the a lot of the appeal is the same way probably how, how i like terminator too right it's like it's the it's right the visual effects the, it, it was ilm right and it was, yeah. it was a lot of new stuff that was happening and, and because of its connection to industrial light and magic right 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 <clears throat> definitely uh, and I mean, for me too, it was just like the the kind of the caper stuff, like the getaway on the um, um, uh, on the shield, like riding down the slope, and uh, Valcom returns into like a giant boulder, ice boulder, um, uh, all that stuff. You know, <laughs> I kind of rewatched as a kid a lot. And and uh, and and Justin, uh, I, I I mean, same thing. I mean, like what what stands out now uh, when, when you first watched Willow. Um, you know, it's, I, I think, you know, like definitely everything that Earl mentions, I think a lot of the visual effects are still pretty fun and enjoyable in their own regard. Um, but I honestly, like, I think very much it's sort of the fun of, of Warwick and Kilmer, you know, on the movie. I think, um, yeah. <clears throat> I think one of my favorite scenes that I, I, I do remember clearly, and I was looking forward to rewatching it. Uh, was the bit where most of the time Mad Mardigan is sort of like a fool, you know, and mm -hmm. he's absolutely in cut from the same cloth as Han Solo. Let's be abundantly clear. Right. Um, they're the same character. They're the same character. And, and that's kind of what it was built on, you know, like Val, Val is 100% doing the Harrison Ford thing in this movie. Um, He's got no problem looking like an idiot. He's got no problem looking like he doesn't know what he's doing. But then that's the fun of the characters. The moment that it's clear that he does actually know what he's doing, he's kind of the coolest guy in the room. And so one of the things I once he always remembered is like, it's always a series of him just looking like he doesn't know what he's doing. And then it's this big fight on the top of the mountain with the, you know, after trying to get, uh, after I think Kilmer got that weird, potion spot in his face um, oh because the brownies had hit him with the uh the the powder yeah of, lo of lost love or something and, and like. isn't that like a typical 80s thing is that you know the the the, the potion or something that makes you fall in love or whether it was mm -hmm. zapped or it seemed like that's a, a common 80s thing it's something that makes you fall in love because i guess people in the 80s had trouble falling in love on their own i guess I don't <laughs> 
Yeah, there's a nine. Um, Wasn't there you need a nine potion. Yeah. Let me also love potion Oh, yeah. You know? Um, but no, this is a bit where, like, it doesn't look like he's very good at anything. And then here's this big fight that he has on the top of the mountain when it's you know, using, and he's like using a sword and he's like mowing down like eight guys in a row. And for the majority of film, Willow just hates him, but he sees him do this. And then Willow's just like, you are great. You are great. <laughs> yeah. That's the line that made it into the trailer, I think. Uh, back- <laughs> I'm you sure are Val- great. I'm sure. I'm you sure, are great. I'm sure. Yeah. Val Kimmer signed on to 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 play this movie. He saw that line. Okay, cool. They're gonna call me great in this one. Yeah. Here, I'm gonna get, sign let get, on. Let me get my. Baby. You are great. <laughs> you are great. Elora Dannon. I wonder. I wonder if they did that in the Batman movies, where someone calls him Batman. You are great, Batman. Maybe not. There's the like a one guy in like in in like a party scene. Like, oh no, it's the great Batman. <laughs> maybe because they maybe the reason why maybe Val Kimmer only played Batman once is because no one in that movie called him great. You know. Yeah. They tried. They tried to get him in there. Um. um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I was gonna say, so you know, talk about Val Kilmer and and Sorsha. You know, you, when you see. Sorsha first appear and you see it's like wow they got an, a really attractive actress to play this you just I already knew already watching it last night I'm like she's gonna fall in love with someone she's gonna she's gotta hook up with someone this this means and then when Val Kimmer shows up you're like they're gonna they're gonna hook up at some point in this movie <laughs> like what what makes you say yeah. that <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's the Earl. 80s in me man it's the 80s you know this is what the 80s <laughs> is about the 80s. man yeah you already know they were somebody's got to hook up with somebody yeah. that's just it, yeah. listen, it was it, so obvious <laughs> in the movie in the 80s in the 80s world the fantasy it's like the two prettiest people in the room they gotta be like hooking up and, right, and yeah. they, well, that's why and why sure, is there love potion why is there a love potion like why did they, they didn't even need the love potion it's like also <laughs> they made sure to put willow off the table as a romantic option because he's married with like a couple of kids so <laughs> mm, you justified it huh yeah so they can't <laughs> have willow <laughs> as the short um, right, yeah he can't he can't be a you know an adulterer here's okay here's one weird thing about the movie right so um Okay, so to get a little bit of backstory, I do know that like Lucas has had this film since that the idea of this movie since uh, I think the seventies, and then I yeah, like I know, early seventies, early seventies, and the title was is not good. George, the original title he had in mind is not. Yeah, it was something crazy. Was what was it? Munchkins. What was it called? Oh, Munch- Munchkins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Really? <laughs> so um, this is getting more like interesting now. Yeah, this is yeah. getting more interesting. <laughs> so like he's had this idea, and as he put it, like his stories are about the little people fighting to save the day. So he kind of went literal and went, "I really want to see a little person fight to save the day." So when he made when they made Return of the Jedi, he met Warwick and really liked uh, Warwick Davis, uh, who of course played was who played Wicket, like the the Ewok. When you think Ewoks, you think of Wicket. And so, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Kuya Wicket. Now, <laughs> and so um, he asked, you know, he was, he told them about the film and he wanted Warwick to play the lead. But here's the thing Warwick is 17 when he played the role of Willow. And I have to believe him to be a father and a husband and a father of two. And like, I, my brain, when I'm watching this, like, you're way too young to be a father of two. Like you just different rules for Ewoks. There's different rules for Ewoks, you know. I guess, but like, but like Ewoks, Elwin, Elwin, Elwin. I'm sorry. 
Elwin. Yeah, so it's like, it's just like the look, the, the like everyone else, like there's like legitimate age and history on, on the other folks in the town, but you just look at like Warwick and like, you like, bro, like, dude, you're like, you're a kid and you have to, I have to believe you're a father, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's, I'll roll with it because, hey, it's a fantasy film, there's a lot to roll with, but that was one of those, like, when I was watching it recently, I was like, that, that's a pill I got to swallow. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and that's funny because, you know, it does feel that the movie, it becomes, it's a, it's a Willow uh, movie until Val Kilmer shows up and it becomes the Mad Mardigan movie. That's what I felt like, I think, and it's funny because I think the movie picked up once I, once we met Val Kilmer, like it, it just, it, it, for me, it became a completely different movie and then a completely different movie in the third act where it's just, I don't know, it, it, it just, it felt like a Star Wars movie in the third act for me. <laughs> I forgot what movie I was watching because it t- I completely forgot about the opening act where, you know, there's whole thing about him being a sorcerer. There's this guy and they had a whole fellowship going on. It was like a journey. And then that, I still don't even know how did Val Kimmer lose the baby? Like that thing, like, I still don't know. They, they never revealed that scene, right? When he takes the baby leave and all of a sudden the brownies get him, you know? So like, it's implied that like when he was peeing that the brownies grabbed the baby. And so it's like, again, showing these a bit of a fool that like he let his eyesight one second and then the brownies got the baby. Um, uh, I, Earl, I kind of want to ask you a specific thing um, in the fact that what are your thoughts on how much this is a ripoff or not a ripoff of Lord of the Rings? Earl, yeah, what do you think on that? You're muted. You're muted. Hello, hello. There goes. Uh, It's hard, right? Because it's like it's it's pretty obvious. (laughs) You uh, you set these people uh, on a quest to to you know to bring this thing to another faraway place, and they get help from um somebody that looks like Strider, and uh, (laughs) you know it's uh, let's. Let's be real. I mean, it, there's there's not much different. I mean, there's fewer people in in, in Willow, um, but that's kind of it. <laughs> now, okay, but here's here's another thing. I want to ask you guys this: um, Do you look at Willow as kind of like lessons on how to and how to not adapt Lord of the Rings? Well, it's funny because, you know, like I said, if we, if I watched this movie before Lord of the Rings came out, The Hobbit or even uh, Game of Thrones or even <laughs> Gladiator, right, name, right. All the, name all the, the crazy films. Are out there, name right? all the, yeah, the properties. Um, all the I, prob- I, I probably would have a different feeling upon it. I, I think the fact that, yes, what Earl said about the, I can see why the the special effects being what it is like this morphing thing which you know i i'm sure if i saw that it's like wow that's pretty cool now it's like oh they did the terminator thing you know like it's it's you <laughs> right. know, yeah yeah no, it, it's weird because you've seen it now so i i don't know I, I can i only see it now through the lens of if this is totally a lord of the rings ripoff and lord of the rings has, has existed even before willow so it makes me think that the, it's just getting bits and pieces and um I do appreciate the fact that a lot of this is a turn. Like if, if George Lucas's um, main thing was, you know, about the little people, right. But I like how they twisted it. They had the Gulliver's travel travels kind of scene, but instead of the giants, it was them now. And so there's even, tied up, right. there's even more little people, you know, the brownies. So in that sense, um, I like those, uh, obviously they're paying homage to, I don't think they're totally ripping off 
the Lord of the Rings thing because they're they're it's almost like they're taking every fairy tale and every other book and putting it there, including Star Wars, and they're putting it in. So um that's the I think that's the good thing about Lucasfilm. They they know what uh would excite fans at the time, uh the nerds at the time who were who were who were willing to give it a chat a shot. So And, and Earl, you're, 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 you're muted. Maybe we should just, <laughs> Hello. Oh, there it goes. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, it, it is pretty crazy. I think, um, it, it definitely, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if this, you know, was in Lucas's mind when he uh, wrote, um, the film or came up with the idea, but it, it is definitely, it fell in when there was no other, uh, adaptation of Lord of the Rings. So, it was like short hey, of the animated gonna... stuff. Right, short of the animated. But even the animated stuff, the Bakshi stuff was what, seventies? Yeah. Um, true. So uh it was like um he was almost uh banking on the fact that nobody was gonna remember that, <laughs> that bit, yeah. You know, that Lord of the Rings bit. was actually a thing. So uh I, I don't know. It, again we're talking about like there was this giant glut of like uh fantasy movies in the 80s so maybe it was that too he was trying to um i don't know he was I mean, trying it's, to it's hard to it's hard to put his mark look, on it i mean like let's be real like tolkien obviously is such a huge influence on fantasy modern fantasy period that i mean i guess it's hard to just ignore that when you're making your own fantasy property um but yeah, I know I kind of sometimes I, when I was watching it, that was but those are my thoughts. I was sitting there going like, like, huh, I wonder if this is a movie that like Peter Jackson might have looked at and went, when we're doing our film, do we do these things? Do we not do these things? Um, I don't know if he ever did, but there's a part of me would like to see that like Willow was a was like a stepping stone to maybe look at how to how to not adapt Lord of the Rings. Um well, so guys, let's, yeah, other scenes that like really stuck out for you, like your your top three other favorite scenes in this movie. I mean, I you know um, stood out. I don't know if it's one of my favorites. We talked about mm-hmm. the you know the the, the, the <laughs> chase scene. It seems like every Lucasfilm has to have that chase scene, right? So that whole chasing wearing the, the sled and, and that looks fun. Even even was watching t- like last night, Willow and and um, you know. Uh, and Val Kilmer like riding down the sled and going down that hill that that looked fun <laughs> it, it, it felt it, it, yeah so that was one scene that I I think it built up uh for me I, I mean it's a scene that's also can be cringeworthy but I, I I love the scene when when you really knew it was gonna happen that like he somehow does see Sorsha and like he's really uh Val Kilmer has you know he's the love potion is on on his mind. You know what? He's falling in love and he wants to kiss her as she's sleeping. <laughs> like that scene is yikes! But, right? but, yeah, it's yikes. But you know what sells it? Val Kilmer like really sells that movie. You know, and and everyone else is like, no, 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 don't do it. You know, and yeah. um, uh, it's almost like it's weird because you're rooting for him to kiss her. It's it's weird because not only did I. I predict that that was going to happen, that they were going to hook up. How can you not have two attractive leads in this film and not hook up? But even then you're like, whoa, whoa, they're not going to go that way, but Oh no, they should, they should hook up. (laughs) But in the end, you know, now that, now that you're, now that you're processing that scene, it's just, it just seems odd how she, she, Sorsha just totally abandoned her mom's idea uh, right. Plan for that, and, it was like, and, they, and then you look at the whole. Uh, I don't know how much we're supposed to spoil it, but like you know, it, it's like 
all because of uh, like did she even was that committed to her mom's plan from the beginning it, it, you know what i mean i i think that scene was so much fun you wanted them to hook up they didn't matter anymore it, it's just she was just built to like be on the other side you know what i'm saying like i don't know it was it was really hand wavy um here's here's a odd bit of like just trivia i guess is that like in the original draft uh or an earlier draft of this and i think it might have made it to like the the uh, the novel adaptation was that um it is revealed that sorsha is actually not um her father is the king of tiraslin so um the uh the place you know that willow's supposed to be bringing this um allura dan into and that she's uh she's a princess actually and when they get to tiraslin and everybody's like uh captured in like the the crystals um she sees her father and like Uh some kind of realization happens that um like oh bev morda is not like my path so um there's that doesn't get touched at all in in the current hmm. draft of the movie. No, but oh. yeah, that that was in an earlier script, but also I think it might have might have been in the uh, the novel. So it's it's like it's, it's, it's like Rise of, it's, it's like Rise of Skywalker with Lando Calrissian's character. You you don't know what's the relationship between uh, him and um, who's the other uh, in Rise of Skywalker? Is it his? Uh, that's supposed to be her daughter. His daughter, I guess. Oh right, right, right! I forgot yeah. her name. Like you, got, you only have to read the novelization. Jana, Jana, Jana. Uh, oh my God, I should look it up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, but, I, I, but same thing, same thing. Like you know, you brought up a novel like that's not in the movie. I exactly. was craving, I was craving that motivation for Sorsha, you know. Um, and same you know, here. Yeah, and and same thing for her, you know, another ip like with it with Rise of, uh, you know, of a uh, Rise Skywalker when you're seeing that scene, it just looks creepy. By the way, uh, Pat, it's Jana. <laughs> Jana, but but again it, it's, it looks creepy there unless i kept telling people oh no if you look at the comic book or novel that's really his you know long lost daughter or something you know like i guess they're <laughs> it's so weird because like i mean I, we're not talking about star wars i guess but like that the the situation with Jana and like lando calrissian could have been fixed with like half a line of dialogue <laughs> Right or something, you know, it could have been fixed, but the the third act of Rise of Skywalker was, you know, it was what it was. Uh, but but I was craving that in Willow. I was craving that, like, right? Because I it was just hard for me, like the only because it, without it, it just seems oh, it's because of a mad crush that she has that she's willing to dump her mom and this master plan that she's the reason why she's leading the, these troops to all sort of betray. I, I, <laughs> for, yeah, for it's so weird. <laughs> Watching it again <laughs> earlier t- yesterday was like um, when when she when she gets all love struck by him like killing uh, soldiers <laughs> like during the battle it's like okay I mean he looked pretty cool doing it but like was that it was that like her entire <laughs> life she was like I've been waiting for a man to kill my mother's soldiers and s- with such swashbuckling style I mean like her life seemed kind of messed up so i i would yeah, say, yeah yeah i true yeah. Her, her mom's kind of it was nice. something new yeah if we her look at the rest of up? the uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if we look at the rest of the nakmarian soldiers there's nobody that was actually good looking i mean just <laughs> right no, well, it's, not, it's not like her mom was telling her hey you know you need to marry one of the soldiers you know you need to court one of the it's it's not like there was an arranged marriage that she was trying to arrange her with you know yeah maybe that would have been the motivation it was like i don't right. want to marry one of these soldiers mom i like val kilmer's character and that maybe would be a better sell for me 
<laughs> um, let's see. I, I, you know, I have to say though that I think one of my favorite, and I, I kind of brought brought this up earlier, is that um the transformation of uh the one of the trolls into the Eborsisk, the two headed dragon thing. That, to me is like still one of the coolest moments in uh just visually in um in uh fantasy you know movies ever really um because it does this weird like uh transformation thing that's straight out of a horror film when it like melts away and it looks kind of a brain like a brain thing and then these two little it, it's like aliens two little head things come out of the the this the troll's melted body and then it, it gets kicked off into a <laughs> into that moat and then becomes this two-headed fire-breathing dragon it's called like something from critters it's like from critters yeah it was yeah, 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 yeah. it's critters very critters <laughs> and that's another 80s thing right people melting this seems to be like the one of the yeah people like the 80s movies like the melt and like morph into something <laughs> right you know kalima or you know i mean, <laughs> I mean the, the ark of the covenant the uh um <laughs> the you know the cup of the carpenter everything <laughs> can, yeah, can you imagine really into like gross like like gross goopy stuff you know <laughs> can you imagine all the vfx the ilm technicians trying to one-up each other oh, i want to do that melting scene oh, i want to do a better melting scene oh let's do <laughs> check out my melting scene yeah, my melting's better there's, there's more goo in it <laughs> justin what's the, what's the scene that stands out for you um you know like actually i i um uh Rizal's, like the last time willow like tries to change Rizal back to her human form. I don't know why that's always stayed with me, you know? So just like, I think it's like, the idea of like, it's just like the, the layers of that transformation, like uh, from one animal to like a tiger at one point, like it's really- This is, this is like a total Terminator scene, right? Where she's like, oh, you're like thinking, oh my God, is she gonna come back naked? Is she gonna come back naked? Yeah. <laughs> you're like thinking, oh, yeah. yep. She's like the Terminator. <laughs> and she but comes back naked. Yeah, she does yeah. come back naked. <laughs> Um, but that, that always like kind of was like, man, that really stuck out to me. It's like, I'm like, oh yeah. Like, like just like the weird, especially when it's like mid transformation between animals. I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, they totally like, like, yeah, I'm sure again, the effects was like, oh my God, they can do that now. Right. And like that, this morphing thing. Uh, I was, I was, <laughs> I was actually trying to guess what other animals would come in the, and I, I hit turtle. I was so happy because I guessed turtle and she became a turtle. <laughs> I was trying to guess what animals <laughs> next. Oh, okay. Uh, peacock it was great it was crazy like it's almost like um yeah so i yeah the um the, another scene that stands out is really that that end fight scene because you know usually in these movies you're waiting for you know willow to like do that big fight scene or big showdown and here you get two it felt like a, a, a dueling lightsaber but <laughs> between between oh, finn rizal and of Morda. yeah yeah <laughs> was like, and then the way they're fighting it was like wow i never seen like these they're like, they're like right going out, flying and like oh it was like man like it was it was that, that for me was i was laughing i was like wow i would never seen this before two dueling elderly folks just like fighting <laughs> <All right. laughs> i totally and uh, you know when when um two towers came out and then, uh, or no, was it fellowship? And uh, we see that fight between uh, Gandalf and um, yeah. uh, Saruman at the at the top of uh, you know, well, and Orthanc. And I, I was like, man, that's this is Bevmore the Finrazel again, all, all over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but these are two females. Man. I mean, these are these are right, this right, right. cool because like these were like I don't know. I was saying that man, this is this is like something that could be brought up like today, you know, with representation and everything. It was like man, 
it, it was something that came out yeah. of the field that I wasn't even expecting like this, like I wasn't even craving that battle. And then yet this, uh, this character just all of a sudden was a, a rat or whatever throughout most of the movie. All of a sudden becomes this key character in the end. <laughs> doing it out, you know, she literally just appears in the last third act in, in naked human form. And now she's the savior of like the main, it's almost like, why couldn't, I mean, I know Willow did, um, in a way help it was as i wish that you know he took more of a kind of a, a role in like fighting her in a way you know it felt like right. really, it's almost like it's almost like a tag team this whole movie was like a tag team like it's willow's movie but everyone's doing the work for him kind of thing you know it's like you mean kind of like the, the <laughs> hobbits in the movies in the lord yeah. of the rings films yeah. get relegated to like oh here just uh fill in when you can you know <laughs> we'll tag team you <laughs> But otherwise, just stay out of the way, please. I mean, the best um, part about this thing is is the music, right? Of course. Uh, oh yeah, it's, James it's, Warner. Yeah. No, that I I think that the, the the music here kind of like like really just keeps the identity of it. You know, it, it's 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 absolutely super fun. It's swashbucklery, swashbucklery. Yeah, that's <laughs> and it definitely just it just like I kept waiting. Like I know it very well. It's funny. I remember the Willow theme music pretty well. I think they used it in a bunch of trailers. They did. It's like the Randy Edel Edelman dragon trailer. I mean, dragon. Yeah. Music. <laughs> it's, they use it forever yeah. for everything. And he's, uh, he's like, I'm going to watch that movie. They use the Willow theme. I'm there. I'm going to watch that movie. I know. It makes <laughs> me feel inspired. It makes me feel inspired. Um, it's still really, it's good though. It's a really good score. A Horner is one of my favorites and like, um, it's, it's cool that he has this really great sweeping fantasy adventure score, which is really, really cool. You know? Right. What's another one he did? Uh, also a uh, Braveheart, right? That was his. Mm -hmm. I think he did Braveheart. Did aliens. Okay. Right. Right. Aliens. You know, he was, he was Cameron's guy for the longest time until, you know, uh, Sadly, till uh, Horner passed away a couple years ago. So right, right. Yeah. What do you guys feel? I mean, you know, it's funny because uh, again, I'm, I, I just watched this last night, but you know, I, met, I saw that Kevin Polak was in there. there there's some actors in yeah, there that yeah. was that um I I don't it's know a brownie. They, <laughs> yeah, it was a brownie. And it's weird because they they shoot him. How, how do you feel about the special effects of the brownies? Was that was that like uh, mind blowing back then? Because here it, it it just threw me off sometimes. Like the effect just right work and sometimes it didn't work. But did it work for you back then? Was it like one of, I know the morphing was a big thing, but it's, it felt like this was like it felt like Jason and Argonauts almost like that effect alone felt very right. old school. I don't know. It, it was kind of weird. I don't remember. Um, it, it's funny, like looking at it now with our eyes, the compositing looks weird, right? <laughs> like the, the I think even watching it this morning, I was like, oh, the blacks are a little like different, you know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember it like sticking out back in, back when I watched it as a kid, but then again, like before the, then like the, uh, the majority of the like blue screen we had was like Superman and that was yeah. never good, you know? <laughs> I, I think, um, the visual effects on the brownies at, you know, when I was a kid, they were pretty impressive. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, like, but as I was watching it this time, it's not the effects I was focused on. It's me realizing I'm not the biggest fan of the characters <laughs> i kind of didn't find them to be particularly funny um i kind of wish they added more 
into the actual story. It just kind of felt like they were there to be air quote the R two D two sort of coming C three PO. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can see that. But they're also What's up, Vic don't do anything. Like Willow and Morgan barely acknowledged them. You know, <laughs> so it's a really weird. It's like you know the is the visual effects impressive from eighty standards? Sure. Um, I think this is the same year that Roger Rabbit came out, nineteen eighty eight. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's a similar kind of, you know, being impressed. But I don't know. Like I wasn't really like this time out. I kind of found them to be more annoying and stapled on. It's almost like ILM's like, we can do this, Ron. Do you want to put this in the movie? And Howard's like, yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and this brings up, um, you know, this brings up to you know, this is Ron Howard, right? He directed. It feels like. Um, just like how George Lucas teamed up with Spielberg for Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, do you think that Willow was a, supposed to be a franchise that he was going to build with Ron Howard as the director on this? Um, because obviously it, it hasn't gone anywhere, but they just announced a Willow Disney Plus series. So I, I'm, well, why do you think the do you th- number one? Do you think there was supposed? To, I don't know the, his, the story of it. Was there supposed to be a franchise with Willow, and why has it taken this long for a follow up to happen? Um, there was supposed to be a franchise with Willow, so they actually there are th- there's a trilogy of novels called called the, the something like the Dark Shadow something series or something like that. But like it's Willow, and then uh, we follow uh, the adventures of Laura Dannon, the baby, uh, like all grown up. And I don't, I'm not exactly sure what the third book is, but um, they they were definitely looking to make this into like uh, a franchise and i think what stopped it was just it was the uh the poor reception and the uh the poor um relatively poor domestic box office so it still it still did pretty well overseas if i remember correctly but it's um yeah not so well here domestically now nostalgia definitely is pushing forward the disney plus show um right right you know and um that's kind of the main thing and it's interesting because like you know warwick has gotten to become a pretty good actor obviously he keeps working um but he's got to be a much better actor since this movie you know he's and he's shown up in star wars multiple times as other characters he's shown up uh in harry potter quite a bit of course um uh i actually definitely remember him in an episode of doctor who a couple years back and i thought he was great in that episode of doctor who that was it was the Gaiman episode, right? Gaiman, yeah, it was uh, the Neil Gaiman. Gaiman episode. Yeah, um, the uh, the the Cyberman one. Yeah, a uh, Nightmare in Silver. So he was really, he's. I I kind of want to see a new Willow just simply to utilize Warwick's talents now, and to kind of maybe push forward with the series. I think, funny enough, John Kasdan, uh, the writer uh, who's the son of uh, Lawrence Kasdan, who co-wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark, John Kasdan right. is the showrunner writer of Willow and. Um, uh, John also wrote Solo, which Rod Howard directed. So um, mm. that's our other connection there. Um, also, kind of want to. Oh, that's right. And I, I just remember that the John M. Chu is directing at least the pilot. So oh, really? Howard's that's prob- kind of exciting. Yeah, I mean, John John Chu is attached to almost everything right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just a matter of him. When are they going to get in front of the camera and do it? So it's it's cool that John. It, it, this is attached to him because I'm, I'm curious to see, um, you know, what he'll do and what what kind of sensitivity, since 
sensitivity sensitivities he'll bring to the to the Willow franchise. So right. um, there's a, there's a kind of a fun article we found called Twenty Interesting Facts um, from this website like eightieskids.com, and I kind of wanted to I don't know if we go through all twenty, but let's like there's a couple I think that's super funny that I definitely want to bring up. Oh yeah, you got. I mean, look, I'm right. I'm I'm diving to know more about the franchise because I'm going into this like totally brand new. So, what's what's the so, uh, do I get to choose or what? What's going on here? We uh, here. Do you want to do you what? Which one do you you want to know? One uh, here's a really fun one. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah. Name one. Okay, so um, some of these are really messed up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is my favorite one actually. The villains uh, of the film they're named after. Uh, so basically, there's a the Lucas's detractors, basically haters. But it, the yeah. reality is, there's a good chunk of the bad guys in this film named after film critics. Wow! <laughs> wow! So, I gotta do that for my films. Well, wait, <laughs> all the haters and trolls. You start doing that for the next one. Um, <laughs> I so brought up like, the Ebor Sisk earlier, and the Ebor Sisk, the dragon, is named after Siskel and Ebert. Yeah. So Ebor Sisk. <laughs> Oh wow! Um, General Kale, uh, the the Darth Vadery figure in Willow, is a is a reference to uh, famed New York famed New York film critic Pauline Kale. Um, and Pauline Kale wrote a wicked, like scathing Empire Strikes Back review wow. that you have to read because she gave zero. Eps when writing that review wow. she was brutal um so i can see why maybe george felt like i want to name a villain after her you know that's, that's so funny because like now you know uh, esb is like widely regarded as the best of the trilogy right 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 um so you want to know what's one? up brandy what's up Saber yeah, Monkey? Yeah, I, going, I'm, I'm going through these these are really like a oh, man i'm i'm <laughs> see number 14 someone actually stabbed the man Okay, so that one. You're that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 14? Uh, uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Shrush's actor, Jolene Whaley, uh, actually stabbed the stuntman on set. <laughs> what um, is this? Ron Howard based the ugly dragon on his brother. What, everyone... I know, dude. That's messed up. That's what I read. I was like, see, I didn't know that. But I was like, <laughs> like Ron, dude, that's, that's, that's messed up. Clint, you messy. <laughs> You know Clint. Everybody knows, yeah, everybody knows Clint. Clint is one of those guys, you know. Yeah. yeah, I know that dude's face, but you always forget. <laughs> like, I always forget that he's a Howard, you know. <laughs> and and I think we mentioned this. Yeah, but he's in almost every Ron Howard movie, so in a weird way, right. sort of. Wait, so did he play? Did he play the two-headed uh, monster or no? Did, did he use him for a cap? Uh, whatever uh, screen cap? No, no. no. I think it was just a, the sculpt was based on him. The sculpt was like, oh, we need someone to melt this melt Clint's face. Uh, uh, so actually, in reading up on the thing and the details, it's because uh, Clint, like Ron, loves putting Clint Howard in his movies. Like, so mm -hmm. he Clint's had a cameo in all of almost all of Ron Howard's movies. But right. For one reason or another, he couldn't get Clint in this movie. Oh, so um, that's when he decided to make the creature go like, "We'll make it look like Clint," <laughs> so he so can still say Clint <laughs> in the movie. So messed up. <laughs> oh man! Um, uh, and, and this is the obvious one that we were talking about this earlier. Uh, you know, uh, Sorsha and uh, uh, the actress Joanne and Val get married after filming this movie, which I didn't know until you guys told me this. 
Yes. Um, kind of, uh, yeah, that kind of got a little awkward, I guess. But like, you know. <laughs> Super awkward. Super. I mean, Warwick had to learn magic. Well, you know, it's, it's uh, I, I know we're talking about these facts, but I'll tell you that uh, watching, um, I know we're talking about Lord of the Rings influence and a lot of the uh, Star Wars influence, but I think uh, the one thing that the vibes I was getting while watching Willow was Masters of the Universe, the uh, the eighties film. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, I could sure. Every, the, definitely, even, yeah. Even even the castle itself, it was it looked like the throne room, and it was shot like it. And even the uh, what's it, the guy with the, the skeleton that looked like skeleton. General Kale, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked like skeleton. Very much like yeah, Len, uh, Frank's <laughs> Frank Langella's Skeletor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I, I was getting that vibe, especially in the the um, I guess in the in, in the ending scene when they're having that sorcery fight. You know, it it just totally felt like Dolph Lundgren and Franklin Jello fighting and <laughs> right with all the special with effects. the lightning like yeah, the lightning. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, I know. That, that for me, when I think of eighties, I think of that. I love all the the the, the mats and the the, the just the, those kind of. It felt it feels more organic. The effects don't. I mean, they're fake, obviously. But right. not like CG fake, if you know what I'm talking about. It feels like they they had to shoot it somewhere and, and get the optic stuff going on, you know. Right, like there was some practical practical effects that going to, to everything. Like, yeah, you know, the matte paintings or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, is there another fact here, <laughs> Justin? I, I I find it fascinating <laughs> that um, <laughs> uh, initially John Cusack <laughs> was set up to play. Mad Morgan. I mean, uh, Morgan, yeah. And I can't even begin to figure out what that performance would have been. Like. I don't know. I can kind of see it, but it, it almost it almost feels like an Eric Stoltz, like Michael J. Fox thing, where it would have just like we completely dodged the changed bullet. Him. Yeah. It would have just, not even that it was necessarily bad, but it was completely different. It would have been completely different. Can you imagine him walking to a room trying to kiss uh, Sorsha with a, with a boombox and like saying, hey, <laughs> and like, you and my, no. you're falling in love. He plays the song instead and <laughs> something. Um, yeah. It's a, yeah, I, I, I think like it's a role that really fits Kilmer at the end of the day, you know? Right. Like, like I think Valcomer was the right kind of of like that energy he can just do and he was already kind of already kind of a tough guy from other movies we've seen or like and a silly guy if you watched like real geniuses like I did <laughs> and or top secret right so I think he was for me Val Kilmer this may not be considered to be like as important of a Val Kilmer movie as other films that Val's career but I do feel like it's a very it's it's like I feel like it's still a little bit important, you know, maybe not as important as say tombstone. Um, but I still feel yeah. like, I feel like it's pretty important for Val Kilmer because it did show him to be kind of an action hero, a Han Solo type. They didn't blow him up as big as as Harrison, but I definitely right. think it, it helped. It definitely helped push him there. You know, he, he did, you know, the funny thing is I, I saw this bit of trivia is that I don't know if it's on here, but like, um, he got tip, top billing over Warwick Davis on this, which makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it is on here, yeah. And Lucas was pissed. <laughs> right. Lucas was pissed, and main reason was like, at the end of the day, the studio was very much like, yeah, but no one knows who Warwick is. Right. Can you imagine yeah, the, the movie could just start right when Val Kimmer scene? Like, that's why I feel like that, that whatever, the first 20 minutes of the movie, it, before Val Kilmer shows up, completely different movie until mm -hmm. until all of a sudden you find him in the cage. And I feel 
maybe the movie should just started there and there's really no other information <laughs> really, you know, <laughs> that's missing rather than like okay well i can just say my village has been run by dogs i don't know <laughs> i'm chasing this <laughs> those dogs look good by the way but and oh, those scary. All that was scary yeah, yeah no those dogs, oh, they're, dogs. Scary. they're actual they're, dogs. they're they're rottweilers in in wow. in, in in rat masks is what they are <laughs> But can you imagine if you're an extra or an actor in that set? You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, how do you control these things? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's, but it, it made me think of, like, um, so as I was rewatching yesterday, I was like, wow, two of, uh, th- this makes at least two movies where, um, you know, two of, I want to say, like, the favorite favorite movies from my childhood where uh, the, the beginning of the movie starts with, um, with people get getting eaten alive by dogs. So this one, <laughs> um, uh, Willow, and of course uh, Conan the Barbarian. Barbarian so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 really wild. I didn't I didn't put that together earlier until you brought that up right now. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked. This is how we connect Ips. This is how this is how we connect Ips, Justin. This is how yeah. we, the Ip connection. Yeah, the Ip connection. How many degrees of Ips do we get through Willow? You know, I know, or, or Conan. Conan. I know how many, how many tropes, how many tropes of Conan? That's that's going to be like my thing. Yeah, don't forget Conan has great James Earl Jones. So there's the other. Oh, there, there oh, I know there goes right, James Earl Jones, um, Star Wars, uh, Lord eating, of the Rings, horrific yeah, yeah. sequence. Exactly. Um, I, I, I gotta say that the morphing thing, I know this is a big thing. I just think it's the most overused technique. I mean, I know it took a long time for morphing to kind of, but you know, morphing is different now, right? Morphing, that, that's the technology, but now you have Mighty Morphin te- Power Rangers. It's like, I don't know. I think morphing got too played out with the, this technique. Maybe that's why it, it didn't really um, hold up for me watching the morphing. It, 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 it was tiring for me to watch all that morphing stuff here. They were so excited yeah. about it, you know. Yeah, they were back in the day. It was it was new and like, look at this new toy we got. Not enough for people to watch it in theaters, though. Not enough for yeah, like, exactly. oh, I gotta go watch that morphing thing. They should have just like Michael put, Jackson's put, black or white video that that had morphing in it. I know, know that's right. <laughs> they should have just put that in the trailer, just like uh, all the morphing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, don't that's you why like morphing scenes? Watch our movie. <laughs> I know, right? Morphin the movie. Maybe they should have called instead of Willow, just call it it's morphin. <laughs> Morph- yeah. Morphin it's morphin time. Can you imagine? Morphin time, yeah, before the Power Rangers came out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, is, which is another it that we're going to have to talk about one of these uh, podcasts. Uh, the film holds a record for the largest cast of little people. Wow. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And, 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 and Val Kilmer over <laughs> overtakes the credit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I recognize one of the guys too from uh, Tony Cox, because um, he was also in Bad Santa. Yeah, no, he disappeared in this movie. He was there for the first twenty minutes, and he just completely disappeared. Which but one was being... he? Hmm? Tony Cox. He was uh, the black uh, the the from Black Santa of uh, the the Bad, Bad Santa. Santa. Yeah. Oh, got it, got it. Tony Cox. Yeah, Tony Cox. Yeah, yeah. You will be once you see him, you're like, ah, I totally know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> this article is, is crazy though. <laughs> what was that, Earl? Was it a was it one of those creatures that attacked the baby in the beginning? <laughs> uh, 
So <laughs> I will always remember Tony Cox, and this is kind of random, random from uh for being um from his role in Friday. <laughs> Do you remember him in Friday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The pastor is like, uh, you know, getting some afternoon delight with um, with Tony Cox's wife in it. And then he comes out all pissed and he is like, that dang devil. Or it was something like that. He, he was he, he showed up more in, in, in Friday than he did in Willow. That's I know, it. right? First casting gig, you know? So, you know. Um, yeah. Um, you know, Val Kilmer, it's funny because he... Um, I mean, I think it was Tombstone that really raised his profile a little bit more. So I, that's why um, I, I'm reading the IMDb, the, the order of things. And so seeing it, Ron Howard, he was coming off uh, Cocoon and, and uh, Splash. Uh, so I think this is one of his first epics, epic yeah. films he was undertaking. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I think in the overall school, your final thoughts in terms of where does Willow stand uh in the pantheon of great eighties movies, I guess of, of sorcery. <laughs> in the great sorcery talk of the eighties movies. Um, I feel for me, it's, I feel like it's a, uh, in terms of like a stepping stone for Ron Howard's career, I think it's very important. You know, it, it showed that he was able to get bigger per film. I don't think this is as good as Splash and Cocoon, but like, I think it showed that he can handle it, that he can handle a bigger sweeping stuff. Um, But in terms of that, I think it's, it's, I, I, I call it like, like I said earlier, I think Willow fits nicely in a more um, uh, like, like a comfortable, like warm blanket of a, of a, of a movie, of a fantasy movie. You know, I don't think it's, it's a, it's it's as kind of near perfect like Prince Bride maybe is for a lot of folks and to me arguably, or as interesting or as dark as like Excalibur, or as um, uh, you know hauntingly you know the, the, or, or hauntingly beautiful as Excalibur, or uh, or Dragonlance or um, or Conan you know, Conan the Barbarian, which has like a lot of, you know, its own kind of great stuff in it too. It's a little more brutal and intense. I think Willow fits in a more like comfortable, like let's watch a fun movie. Let's watch a fun fantasy film. And I fit, that's where I feel Willow fits. I don't, as I was rewatching yesterday, I'll admit the movie's kind of oddly paced. It is sort of, a, it is kind of weird. It's a weird taste. It doesn't really gel as much as I was hoping that middle you know, act like drags drags bad <laughs> yeah but i think the reason we still talk about it is that yeah. i think people you know have you know hardcore fantasy genre fans will have a soft spot for warwick regardless um right. i think all the visual effects stuff that we've kind of talked about even if it's the cgi <laughs> is if the morphing is a little overdone it's still right. impressive i think the james horner score is the reason we still talk about it and i think um at the end of the day people like a han solo and so people will still talk about matt martigan you know right it drags a lot of dragging <laughs> Drag. i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going on. i don't know either. <laughs> 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 <I know. laughs> that's a little 
<laughs> a little troll in there. That's a troll. Final thoughts, Earl, on on on, uh, on, uh, on Willow. It's just Willow, yes. Um, I, I you know, other than it drags, it, other than it drags, <laughs> other, other than the, the middle act drags. You know why it drags? Because Val Kilmer was playing drag. a drag queen in the middle. She became a drag queen. I know. There, I totally uh, forgot about that too. That didn't age well. Yeah. So no. She plays no. drags. <laughs> um, I, 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 you know, I definitely think it was a product of its time. Um, and uh. I think that this, along with the Princess um, Bride, kind of brought um, fantasy movies. Uh, it, it 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 took it away from like because definitely when you think about um, nineteen, you know, the eighties fantasy movies like Dragon Slayer and Red Sonia and all those, it, it it kind of they all fit into this weird like kind of schlocky thing. You know, it's uh, when you say schlocky eighties fantasy movies, you think about those, but then you don't think about when you say eighties schlocky fantasy, you don't think about Princess Bride or Willow really, because there was there was actually budget there. You know, there was budget and there was like um, there was some kind of studio backing at least. So I think it, if anything, uh, you know, Willow kind of. <sighs> maybe not brought um, fantasy into uh, the mainstream, but it kind of kept it in a place where it could possibly uh, stay uh, as something that, that could appeal to like a wider audience. And um, I definitely think that films like uh, Lord of the Rings and uh, of course, Game of Thrones definitely have stood on um, the backs on the shoulders of something like Willow and Princess Bride. Definitely. Um, they're like placeholders, you know, um, we don't have the, the big, the money for these huge epic things yet. Nobody wants to, um, invest in, um, a, a, a sweeping epic sweeping fantasy trilogy yet. But, um, here are a couple of examples of what they could look like. So it was a, yeah, I think it was definitely a placeholder. I mean, I, I agree that the movie definitely doesn't, uh, better than hold up. Doesn't really hold up as well uh, when you watch it today, um, but right. I think a, a lot of the, I, but I think that's what makes me excited for the new Disney Plus series. I think that now because uh, they they can take it, they can expand on it more. They have the budget, they have the effects now to scope it. They can improve in the morphing technology. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, they can watch make that monster. You know, they can they can rename all the trolls and people that hate it. They can, you know, they you can know. Make more characters that they can. Um, the they Roper. Do. I don't even know they who they find, <laughs> They find new ways to make the story drag. Yeah, drag. <laughs> you know? um, so I'm, I'm ex- it makes me excited for Willow Plus, uh, the, the, the new Willow series. I, I, I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, and and I, the movie's not bad. Uh, it's it's just, it doesn't stand out among all the other films of that time. You know, Never End no, Story, no. Time Bandits. I mean, those those for me uh, are the uh, uh, even Master of the Universe. When I think of uh, sorcery and sandal movies, I, I'm, I'm think I'm, I'm more. Uh, I think I geek out more with those kind of films. But um, but Willow, now that I've seen it, I know what it is, and I look forward to the new the new take on the franchise. Um, so that's Same our take here. on Ip on this Ip right on this uh, Ip uh, franchise of Willow, the, um, the soon to be expanded Ip. um and uh thank you guys for joining here in our pilot episode um 
I think we're going to be covering a lot of other future IPs here. Justin, what other future IPs here will we'll be covering here on Nerdtastic? Uh, well. um, <laughs> what IPs do you guys want us to cover for our next episode? Maybe that's a better thing to ask the folks That's a better question. Wait, look, uh, for the people who are following us, who are watching us, what, you, what, what IPs do you want us to, to, to cover? Um, I think we probably... I mean, there's a lot. Rangers, Power Rangers, like, Transformers... Doctor Who seems like Doctor Who. Something. Doctor Who. Yeah. Doctor Who. The movies um, that drag. We got things. The movies that drag. drag. <laughs> <laughs> but does it drag? I <laughs> know <laughs> drag. I was gonna name. I was gonna call out the baby's name, but I don't know who here is caught up on Mandalorian. So I'm just gonna. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, well, you know, like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully tune in, tune in next time for our next episode. But we want to thank you guys for joining us in our pilot episode. Thank you, Earl. Thank you, Justin. Uh, thank you to our producer Rodney, uh, and to you guys, uh, fellow fellow nerds and geeks and folks out there. Uh, be sure to follow us here on Pangeekery. Um, and uh, you can follow me, uh, the filmmaker at Kid Heroes. Earl. Uh, you can follow me, the actor at Early Be Good, like Johnny Be Good, but Earl. <laughs> you can follow me, the writer, on, on Twitter at Justin Kizan and on Instagram at Justin Quiz. Ooh, the that. 90s Doctor Who movie with Paul McGann with an oh. eight. Ooh. Oh, there you go. And you know what? Hey, Earl, you know what? My feelings on the on the pacing of that film. It drags. Does it drag? <laughs> <laughs> Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Have a fantastic everyone. <laughs> Dragons. <laughs> <laughs>